Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. I'm Christine Lakin, and we are back with Will Friedel, part two, talking all about some of his strangest fan encounters and the anxiety that kept him away from the camera for several years. Enjoy. The worst moments of our life. Hey, girl, hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of, like, worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst how bad can it be? <laughs> and we feel the pain is best served funny. That's you, amazing. Okay, let's talk about the conventions for a second. Okay. Yeah, because Because you do a lot of them. I, I do. I love them. All right. Yeah. I love and them so time. you have traveled all over the world. All and over the world. Is it mostly, what are the biggest fans? Are they, is it mostly the, like, the Batman people? Is it the Transformers people? Is it the Boy Meets World people? It depends where you go and who you're with. Okay. How much do you charge for an autograph? It depends where you go. Give me the lowest to the highest. They're usually autographs and selfie. You're usually looking anywhere between 40 and 60. Wow. For you. Yeah. That's good. That's um, good. And it's, you know, it depends on where you go. Again, I did Awesome Con last weekend, which is in DC, 70,000 people. And I brought Ben and Ryder. So that was oh, mostly sure. Boy Meets World people. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of Batman. Batman was a huge show. So there's a lot of Batman people, but mostly. So how does it work? Do they contact you? Contact you? They fly you out? Accommodation? Well, yeah, you have a you have a booking. You have a con booking agent. Okay, and, I need a uh, I need a con booking agent. They're for what? For PodCon. Oh, PodCon, God. nice. I like that. Uh, but no, they're all over the world. We did Australia last year, and it's a that's office, fun. It's a great opportunity for my wife and I to travel. So we're gonna doing uh, what we just did DC. We're doing Detroit after that. Then we're going to New Zealand for two weeks. And- Any scary that's situations? Amazing. None. I would think those, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to say those people. I don't want to say that. Sorry. First of all, if, if all of the world was a convention, the world would be the greatest place to live. Oh my God. You are such a nerd. Well, no, it's not only that, but it's also amazingly inclusive. I don't know. Hold on a second. I went to a convention with Christine once. Which one? The one that was in Burbank. Okay, right that one's weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's and different. I was in, 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 that's in Los different. Angeles. They're a little different. I literally was scared for my life. Yeah, no, it's a <laughs> different. Shut up. You go to these places. There's like huge LBGTQ community, huge women empowerment community. You hear, see people bumping into each we other. We didn't see that. We oh didn't yeah, see, no, we didn't see that. That one was these are, that one was the, a little the odd. guy with the jersey. That remember him with the fo- at the photo. Uh, do you remember him, yeah. Christine? Yeah. There was a lot of crazy. I, I literally was like, we got to get out of yeah, here. Yeah, no, we didn't. I have one. So I have one. Crazy is not the right world. She, okay. She's, she's, she's very eccentric. eccentric. Okay. She follows. She doesn't come to the United States, but she follows me all around the world, literally, to where she's been to every city I've gone to in Canada. She came to Wales. She came to Aust- the Australian cons. And here's the thing that's odd. She won't. So you do these things called photo ops. So there's there's a number of different things you do at a convention. You sit and you meet the fans. You sit behind a table. They wait in line. You, they come. There's, you know, 20 different pictures on your on your table. They pick the one they want. You sign a picture. You do a selfie. You have a little conversation with them. They're all the nicest people. They're huge fans. Right. It's really cool. And then you do photo ops, which is they bring you in to a room that's literally curtained off. It's usually like 20 by 20, curtained off with an X in the middle of the room, a camera in front of it. You stand on the X and a line of people wait and they literally come in and go, ready! And you put your arm around someone and you go, hi, hi, click, thank you, next. Hi, hi, click. And you go through the line of people. So she only comes to the photo ops. She will not face the camera. So she has 20 or so photos of just the back of her head with me in the foreground. Um, her in the foreground. Her, yeah, I'm sorry. Her in the foreground. Me, yeah, and, and, and with the back of her head. Um, I, I, I'll show you guys later. Is she I like what's her name? That, one of the what, pictures. What's her? What's the girl that wrote uh, Chandelier? 
Uh, Sia? Sia? She's like oh, Sia? Yeah, maybe it's like a Sia. I don't know. <laughs> she's very sweet. She's a very sweet girl. She just doesn't really want well, her How old there. is she? I'd say she's mid-20s. Really? She's tra- she's uh, an attractive girl. She's traveling the world. So she's How would we know? Money. We can't see her. Exactly. I've seen her. Um, but it's it when I was pretty floored when I saw her in Australia because it was like you you just flew to Australia and where and, she, and at both yeah. where's she getting the money? Who knows? Can we get her on the podcast? I don't know. I don't know. But can you ask, ask her? her next time you see her? <laughs> when but, you see uh, her in New Zealand, ask I will. Her. I will because that's what everyone says. They're like she's gonna come to New Zealand. But again, she's been very nice. I have I have and I hope I'm not jinxing myself when I say this. I have yet to have a bad experience at a right. convention. They are all the nicest people in the world. They're very passionate about what they do. This kind of oh, I live in my mother's basement and I smell bad and have no teeth thing just isn't what it's like anymore. And at these conventions, mind you, it's the actors that they bring in are. A, li- I mean, you've got the, the half the Avengers are there. You know, Jeremy Renner's there, and and uh, you know, yeah. it's there's some sick kind of talent that are coming. Does to these in the con world? Because now I'm fascinated. I can't wait to start PodCon. Um, PodCon. <laughs> um, is it? A, there's there a status thing in the sense of like where they put you like I mean how does that work do you get I was t- three tables away from Renner yeah like I'm moving like, up in ha- ranks like, I mean is there Listen, a thing no, it's not a stat no like I mean, are you next to George Takei or what's like what's no happening? again they're gonna, they're gonna put like voiceover actors with voiceover actors okay. because they know that people want to go and like if you want to meet voiceover right. actors you're gonna go over there then there are like super A list people you know who does them all the time now which again I've talked to him a couple times and it's it's still odd for me that he's there is John Cusack is that like almost all of these things. Wow. Val Kilmer has had a whole bunch of these. Well, things. John Cusack's uh, no offense, and I think he's brilliant. He's awesome. Uh, he's a little. He, but aren't we all in the at the end? He's of the a day? little off. But no, it's all the actors at you know you've got a green room and everybody's chilling out and talking and you never know who you're going to be sitting down and yeah. talking with and joking with and it's a ton of fun. Really is there is. a cheese plate? Not no. There's like spreads and there'll be massage tables and, and do you get oh like a gosh. wrangler and a whole like yeah. The, I mean and it, and it's again it's one of those things where they're not handing you cash. You know, are they flying you first class? Yeah, they're putting you up in the hotel. Yeah. And Why how, wouldn't you do it? I know. Right. I, can't wait, I can't wait for PodCon. Uh, are they, uh, how how often are you doing these cons? I'll, I'll try to do one a month if I can. You know, I love to travel. The con- I mean, I'm a big fan of traveling. My wife and I travel very well together. We love being together on the road. No kids? Um, I have a stepdaughter who's 27, so no. Uh, oh, jeez. Um, yeah, so I, I, I love it. And I genuinely, and you know, people are always giving lip service because he's talking about it. I genuinely love talking to fans. Like, I really do. Not just fans of mine, but fans of nerddom. I love talking to comic book fans, and I love talking to animation fans. I love talking to D&D fans. And we'll sit there and we'll have a conversation. You, you'll be walking the floor looking at some of these brilliant artists or some of the work they're doing. And I'll pass somebody with a critical role t-shirt, for instance. And I'll have a 20-minute conversation about Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my God, what do you play? What do you what's your campaign going? It is, if you're a nerd, it's the greatest thing in the world. And again, you're in a place where you see two people bump into each other, they both turn and automatically go, Oh, excuse me, I'm so sorry. It's the greatest place to be. It's like there's no booze. There's booze. Yeah, there's okay. booze. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like adult Disney, fantasy Disney. It land. is. It's awesome. And if there's something, there's truly something for everybody. There's funny, you know, they, they'll do, uh, they do this thing called Twisted Tunes where some of the greatest voiceover actors get together on stage and read like crazy, you know, they'll read Star Wars in different voices and they'll do, it's so, there's, there's panels for every actor. So there's just interviews with every actor you want to go see. Oh, I want to, oh my God, Jeremy Renner's up there with, you know, uh, uh, and, 
anybody. The, the, for instance, John Boyega was at the last one I was at. I mean, Star Wars just came out on DVD. Right. He's one of the biggest actors in the world. Pacific Rim was coming out that Friday, and I'm sitting there having a conversation with him in the green room before he goes out for his panel. I mean, have it's you, just the coolest. Have you done Comic-Con? Like the, the I have San done San Diego? San Diego Comic-Con. You don't, there, there isn't signing at San Diego Comic-Con. Right, it's just um, more exhibited. And there's but. just, it's come to the point for me where there's just too many people. It's when it takes you 45 minutes to walk half a block because you are sw- like right. swarmed and wedged in there. It's just – it's not even an, exa- an anxiety thing for me. It's just too much. Well, I'm glad that you're mentioning the anxiety thing because you, you mentioned it earlier just yeah. briefly. So you – Yeah, let's go back to that. When Sweet. did when did anxiety start for you? Uh, I was in the middle of a take shooting a movie called um, – H-E double hockey sticks. They used the take. So I'm the only one who notices it, but I can go first panic attack ever and point to it. So this I suffer from panic disorder. Yeah, me too. So this happened after Boy Meets World. During. Oh, this is during. If you go back and you watch Boy Meets World, the first like four or five seasons, I was in great shape, razor thin. And then I come back and I'm like 40 pounds heavier. And it's because I was medicated. It was the only way I could get on. See, I I had my first, uh, because I'm, I'm, I've always been curious about this because I, I had my first panic attack in Orlando, Florida. It was after high school and I was driving and I literally thought I was going Gonna to die. die. Yeah. And no, I, you can't explain it to people because you're like, it just, your heart's racing. You can't catch your breath. All you want is like cool air. You just want like cool, cool air. You can't. And I literally drove myself to the hospital. They're like, nothing's wrong with you, blah, blah, blah. All right. Go. The, I, I, I talked to my neighbors, like my mentor from high school, my music teacher, his wife suffers from panic disorder okay i'm 17 years old 16 17 years old i don't know what's going on i literally every like day or so i will have this like huge like anxiety attack not knowing what it is thinking i'm dying she finally looked at me and she goes you're having a panic attack and as soon as she said those words it was like thank you yeah all right so then i go to the doctor and i go i have i've been getting these panic attacks he goes oh I'll, i'll just prescribe you some xanax and i said I don't want Xanax, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, I, I mean, 16, 17 years old. I don't want, I don't, I come from a family that loves to medicate. Prescription medication is the treatment for everything. And I just never wanted to be that person. So she just told me, she go, my friend's mom said, what I do is I breathe in for five seconds. I hold, hold it for, for five, five seconds, seconds and, and I, I release it for, for five seconds. seconds. Yep. So I would start doing that, slowing my heart rate down. Mm-hmm. And then I literally would sit, if I'm having a panic attack and we're just, even if you're a stranger, I will look at you and go, just so you know, I'm having a panic attack right now. Just want to let it out there. Yep. Cause the more you try to hide it and hold it, it in, gets. the worse the panic attack yeah. gets. Right. Talking about it is the greatest thing you can do. It's the best thing you can do. Yeah. So, okay. Wow. Okay, also, so- counting back for the other thing for the five, 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 five was great. But the other thing you do is you also want your brain to start to concentrate on something else. Right. So you count backwards from 100 to zero by threes. That's, oh, okay. That's I've never another heard great that thing okay. to do. And you just sit there. And by the time you're in the mid 40s, you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot I was in the middle so of a panic attack. You have your, how old are you when you have your first one? 23. And it's in the middle of a take. Yeah. And and I did not go to the doctor. I didn't know what was happening. And the problem is when you don't know what's happening, like you're talking about, it's terrifying. and you don't talk to anybody, you start to what I call spiral. Sure. Where you just, now you're in your head. Now right. you can't sleep. And then not sleeping is another trigger for anxiety. So it's one giant kind of circle 
where you're you are perpetuating what's happening. Um, and it got bad to the point where I was like, I can't go back and be on Boy Meets World. I can't be in front of an audience. It's terrifying. Yeah. And my doctor said, you got we got to give you some because I was like you where my family didn't medicate, but uh, I didn't want to be medicated, but I had no choice. So yeah. I medication worked for me exactly the way it was supposed to, where I was on medication for probably about four years, five years. I got it under control. I was able to handle it more internally. Now I carry Ativan with me if I need it. Right. And I'll get a prescription of 30 and one will one prescription of 30 will last me eight months. So um, you what triggers it for you? I have different triggers. Uh, no sleep triggers it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have what's called anticipatory anxiety. So if I'm going to fly in three weeks, I will start getting anxious about it. That's me. But yeah. the pro- but the thing that's amazing is now I'm flying. Now flying is part of my job. Yeah. Because I go to these conventions. Uh, that's all I do is fly. And I know for a fact the second I sit on the plane, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm the worst flyer ever. Yeah. I have to booze. I mean, I'm literally. I can't booze. Oh, if the flight's at seven in the morning, Allah's having some drinks before he gets on the really? plane. Yeah, oh, I, I can't. I'm like, there's no way because I'm a control freak on top of it. And when I'm out of control, don't like I don't yeah. like it. And the slightest bump or whatever, yeah. it makes me, I mean, just freaks me out. But I won't sit in a car for four hours. I'd rather just fly. Yeah, well, the- I'll, I'll put myself through the nightmare yeah. and yeah. go, you know, and get myself drunk enough to get on the plane and yeah. then sit I don't, and relax. I've, I've gotten very good with it. Um, one of the things I did, my brother-in-law is a pilot. And one of the things he turned me on to, he goes, he goes, Google, I forget what it's called, but you can literally Google. It's a conversation. It's written by a pilot. And it's the conversation that happens in the cockpit during heavy turbulence. Have you read this? Hold on a second. Because we're brothers, even though you're nerdy. I mean, <laughs> I, we're brothers right now. Yeah. So I used to only fly United Airlines because on Channel 9 of United Airlines is the cockpit. So it relaxed me to hear the yeah. pilot speaking to air traffic control because when it would get bumpy, I would hear, hey, we're getting a light chop. Can we move up to 5,000 5, feet up? If there, you know, And yeah. so it made me feel like, okay, they, they're yeah. – because every time you get your meal, they put the yeah. fucking plane on autopilot yeah. and you're like, who's flying the plane? Yeah. You know? the, thing, well, the, thing that was, the thing that was amazing to me was so I have also now – it's become kind of a joke for me of how the pilots handle the turbulence – because the last couple times we've flown, it's been not great. And I also do a thing where I I would rather take two flights to get somewhere and Me too. planes if the plane is bigger. Me too. So I don't take the small planes. I Me only too. take the big planes. So I that was bumpy last time and the pilot was very, hey, you know, we've hit hi, it's uh Captain Dave, and we are at thirty two thousand feet. Uh, just let you know we're getting a little chop up here, so we're gonna put on the seatbelt sign and maybe have the flight attendant sit down. It's no big deal. We'll try to find some smooth air for you. Bing, not a problem. Two weeks before, I literally had a pilot that every time we hit a bump just went seatbelts. Oh yeah, my I've had god, that too. I've no! Had that, too. And that was it, and it was like somebody was up there going. I've had that too. I, I was. It was kind of like it came to the oh. point where I was. I wasn't even anxious. I was laughing. Like really, you're gonna just seatbelts? That's all I did. Was just yell seatbelts. Here's the ironic thing: is growing up. I was obsessed with airplanes. Me too. I wanted to be a pilot. I didn't have a problem flying. Didn't have a problem flying. Same. One That's bad experience so in high crazy. school changed what, my what, life. What, but, uh, I was flying flying overseas. Eastern Airlines still existed. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was on Pan Am. Right. First problem. I was going on a high school trip, and we were flying to London. Okay. And literally, we're in a we we fly into Cincinnati, I think, and then from Cincinnati to London, from Orlando, Florida to Cincinnati. Storm in Cincinnati. We take off. 
It's an L-1011. Okay, I don't know well, if you old remember. school. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I don't know if you remember those planes. Of course I do. So L-1011, the front of the plane, you can't, the audience can't see me do it, but the front of the plane is moving this way, the back of the plane oh. is moving this way, and it's going like this. And not even five minutes into takeoff, the whole um, baggage thing, not like opened, fell. Like oh. half a, in the front. It like fell. Oh. Like, uh, All the compartments? Like, on, yeah, the com- whole compartment fell. Screaming at the top of my lungs, <laughs> a flight attendant rushes over and she like literally like takes gum or something and like tries to push it back. I mean, it was a nightmare. We still continued the flight. And from that moment on, I was like, I don't know if I can ever do this again. Yeah, I can't do this again. It's tough. And then I was working. I was I was a guardian like your oldest brother's fraternity. Okay. Right. Yeah. For the Mickey Mouse Club, the party, the group that came out. So Chase. <laughs> right. So that's why I know Old Carrie school. Russell. Yeah, right. yeah, okay. So Chase, who was on the Mouse Club and the party, his parents couldn't leave work. And I had just turned 18. So I was becoming his guardian for the summer. And we were flying everywhere because they were on tour. And Albert says to me, he goes, I mean, our chances are dying are much better because we were on the plane all the time. And that moment, I was like, fucking A. Like, I, it's just not it. true at all. It's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it, it, first of all, a plane has never been taken down by turbulence, ever. They also say, no matter how much you feel that you're falling, a plane never moves more than eight feet. Um, so it's like, oh my God, we went, we, we dropped 300 feet. No, you didn't. Um, and the pilots up there, it's like, again, my brother-in-law's a pilot. It's like, this is what we deal with. Turbulence is just, he goes, there's being in turbulence in a plane is absolutely no different on, than being in a bumpy road in a car. It's but, exactly the same. Know, it just, hit it a feels, it's, a, it's a control thing. It yeah, is. It absolutely. totally is. It feels But we've terrible. gotten, I've gotten much better with that kind of stuff. But flying was a big thing for me. Um, I have to imagine that auditioning. Became, I don't, I, I don't audition anymore. Because of the anticipation. Because of the anticipation. Yeah. And, uh, auditioning, uh, is one of the reasons that I left on camera work. I just couldn't. Couldn't. So you're not acting at all unless it's offered. Correct. Or I create it. So you won't do a stage. Oh, so oh, okay. So say you wrote something and you, the part. Then I do it. Sure. Yeah, girl meets world, that kind of thing, or you know, well, being but in front girl, of girl isn't meets girl world. meets world in front of a live audience. It was, and it was wonderful to be there again. And uh, I ran out, and I was like, okay, my wife was there with me, and she's like, you're gonna be good. And I ran out and I got this huge standing ovation and I just looked over and I saw my wife bawling. Oh. And that's when I was like, okay, I can do this. And then I hit the first joke and then it was right it was away. fine. It was fine. Well, you know, it's interesting, Will, because when we came to you for, when we had discussions about you for Hollywood Darlings. Yeah. Um, and I said to Jimmy Fox, I was like, I would love to get Will. He's so good and so funny. But I have to be honest with you. I know he doesn't do a lot of on-camera work anymore. So I don't know. We, we should definitely offer it out. But I'm just telling you, it might be a no. And it's not because of material. I think right. it'd be because he's not comfortable. So when you said yes, I was so excited. Me too. And I was too. And I have to tell you, you were so you're so funny. Oh, in the episode. thank you, God, thank you. And and you you just are. And like every most take, nerds are very funny. Every well, it's you true. know. And our show is true. and good and bad. Our show is so much improv. <laughs> <laughs> our show is so much improv. And every take was something different I and loved something it. great. And you brought like a different joke That's at the end of every true. scene. I and fell right back into it. You guys are awesome. You it guys was obviously like, knew exactly what you were doing. That's uh, the my, kind of show you need to create for yourself. That would be great because I mean, then would, you just do whatever you want all day, and you're basically yeah. writing it on the fly. Yeah, my wife was has really been been helpful in the gentle nudge which is what i need for a lot of things so what does she do by the way she's a personal trainer oh huh. she's a personal trainer so tell, does not tell train a- me so don't hold 
Don't hold Listen. this body against. Don't hold How this body. How much does she charge? Because I'm, I'm not kidding. He's putting on my baby weight. So. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. No, I am definitely. I'm craving the shittiest things. I always do. Since she I've, got pregnant, I have not. I I, I don't I'm know terrible. what's. Well, she is naming the baby a lot, so it's uh, that's awesome. Yes, yeah, it's still. Okay. It's and still we're live podcasting the birth. That's hey, sweet. We are not live. We are podcasting so. She's fine. That's awesome. It, it's uh, tell uh, how you met your wife. I met my wife because my best friend at the time, Jason Marsden, was dating her niece. Jason Marsden from the he's in the business. Jason Marsden, yeah, yeah, yeah. from step by step, from step by step. Right, he was dating her niece, and he said, "You got to come and meet my girlfriend's aunt." And I went, "What?" <laughs> and that was eighteen years ago. So yeah, yeah, they've been together ever since. Well, no, we broke up in the middle there for about eight or nine years. Oh, but we're still very good friends. Oh, she went off and did her thing. I went off and did okay. my thing. I didn't but know we that. Still, I was still at the gym where she was, and okay, uh, I still saw her all the time. And then um, this is another reason why I hate the fact that Blockbuster's gone because I'm a huge Blockbuster fan. I liked walking through. It's like a bookstore. I liked being able to walk through and look at DVDs and check everything out. That's how I was. So I was returning a DVD when my wife uh, was coming out of Ralph's, and we saw each other again, and we talked. And five years later, I proposed to her on exactly the same spot. Oh my in god! In front of what is now the cute. Ralphs? No, yeah. Well, well I, I wanted to surprise her, so it's the blockbuster was gone. It's now a federal a FedEx. I took her to just a regular dinner. I knew if I did anything fancy, she'd know it was up. So we went to a regular dinner, and I said, "You know, there's this new frozen yogurt place." I was just throwing it out there, and as we were walking by, I went, "This is the spot we rematched." She's like, "Oh my god, you're right!" And I dropped to my knees, Aww. and there was people in the parking lot like clapping as we did it. So. Is there a photo so of you with the FedEx? No, <laughs> it's such a weird. I mean, it's I think so it's very Mark That's how I wanted to do it. I wanted to propose. I want it to be something that was completely different, something that came out of nowhere and something that mattered to us. Yeah. So, so that's perfect. She's a personal, like, where, she, where does she work out of? Like what? She has a, she works out of a, she has a personal, there's a personal training gym where we live in. LA. And she does all kinds of. All kinds of housewives and older people and great. everything around I'm, I'm not kidding. I want to. She's awesome. You need she's it. She's awesome. I know I need it. Um, <laughs> Uh, I want to talk really briefly um, about the 90s before you met your wife. Okay. Um, and I know, I mean, you kissed everyone under the sun on the show. Yeah. Um, but you have also dated some choice actresses. I That's correct. Say. Yeah. When I worked with. Back, yeah, in, the back in the day. Yeah. Um, I just saw Jennifer Love Hewitt the other Let's day. Let's talk my about first it. love. Yeah. She, Jennifer, yeah. Jennifer, and I, I almost called it Jennifer. Love was my, my first love. Yeah. How long did you guys date for? About two years. What wow. years? Wow. What years? Uh, 97 to 99, 96 that to 98. That sounds about right. Something like that. Because I, I did Can't Hardly Wait. Okay. I was in that. And I also did. I did Trojan War right before Can't Hardly Wait. So that's the movie that she and I did together. Okay. So and that's where you met. We No, we'd met before because my room, my legal guardian worked at Fox and had met her. Oh, okay. Um. And I think she has stories about that, how she tried to come to the set of Boy Meets World and something happened. I don't know. I, it was very strange. But she was like 15 when I met her and I was... She's the nicest person. She's she was, like so again, she sweet. Such a sweetheart. She was the, the first love she of had, life. She had very fond memories of you. Which and is amazing because I didn't think she even say. remembered we were together. Oh to my God. No, she she did. She was like, he was like my first boyfriend. That's awesome. We were. We were. We were for two years. We could not stand being more than five inches away from each other. It's so cute. And that's when like her mom was managing her. I think. Yeah. 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 Her mom was managing her and, and all that, uh, all that stuff. And we literally lived in the same apartment in dueling buildings here on in Burbank right so she was in 312 and number 400 and I was in 312 and number 360 which I think is the apartment I helped Will move into you did 
You did. You absolutely helped. Which me building? Stuff. Yeah. It's it was literally on it was on North Hollywood, Hollywood Way. Way right here, three sixty North. That Hollywood beautiful Way. white building. I always loved that building. Yep. It's really pretty. Really, very close to one. And there's Brothers. a matching one on the other side of Oak yeah. Street, and that's where because I, I lived in Kenwood Muse. Right yeah. Off right Kenwood. right near there. Okay. Yeah. Right. That was my Vons. Yeah, that was my Vons. And, and Lakeside Video. Yeah. And, Lakeside and Video. That awesome yeah. Mexican place that was there. Don Cucos? No. No. Oh. Uh, Santa Fe Cafe. Yeah. And then. Oh yeah. And then awesome. you know Sardo's is gone. I know. It's Sardo's really, is gone. Oh, it's very. It's now a like a chicken a weird place. Chicken place. Oh, well, that was our karaoke that. spot yeah. when we moved into this rental house. It was, we would go over there sometimes and karaoke our nights away to the Sardos. Wow. We'd get now you're karaoke and just, for two, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, I know. So now the chicken place is coming in handy. So that's good. Nice. <laughs> yeah, God, love and I. Yeah, we, we were. That's cute. We were uh, very much in love at one point in our lives. Yeah. That's very Who cute. else did you date? Who else did I date? Uh, I dated Jen Morrison for a little while. Um... Jim Any action Morrison. with the Doublemint twins? No action okay. with the Doublemint twins. That threesomes in me. That's just me disappointing two women. Any pregnancy time. scares? That's, Any that's pregnancy scares? That's, uh, those 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 are those are uh, are sealed. Our audience wants to know. <laughs> okay. No, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, my first girlfriend when I moved out to to Los Angeles was Jenna Vanoy from Blossom. <gasps> oh my God, you dated Jenna too for like the for like the first six months I was who out here. I we worked with Connecticut. I and- worked with her when she was on um, Monique's show. Yeah, um, she is the she's sweetest. the nicest. Oh God, I'd love, well, and love Jenna her. and I lived in the same apartment building. Did you? It's crazy. So it's, I we all she was older than me, but but that's the thing. When I came on yeah. to Hollywood Darlings, the crew was coming around because we were all sitting there like having conversations about like, oh, remember the Tiger Beat thing. And I remember one guy from the crew coming up going, so you guys really all knew each other. Like, we all knew yeah, each other. Yeah, we all grew Well, that up whole together. circuit was like, yeah. We literally, well, you guys were at, um, at Disney. We were at Warner Brothers. Yeah. We, half of us lived in the Valley. We would see each other at these like charity events these or events ABC or, events. Yeah. And we it's were, like, if you knew, if like, for instance, I knew you through, you know, Danielle and I were like contemporaries. So I knew who you were. Yeah. You dated Jenna. Jenna lived in my building. I yeah. mean. We all knew six, Marsden. It was we all, all knew we, Marsden. It was just, yeah, it was. We all there was like it was we weren't like palling around as a group, but everybody knew everybody else. Yeah, it's so weird it was, like that. We, we did, yeah. We kind of came up together. We'd have these sixteen magazine or teen beat tiger beat tiger kind of, beat you sessions know, where it's you and Jonathan Brandis and Jonathan yes. Taylor Thomas and Zach Ty Bryan. They would bring those magazines back. I know they're still there, aren't they? Are those? Still I don't things? know. I think so. I don't even know. No. But that was like our Twitter and our Instagram yeah. and our all of our social There's media. Something so much. It was more beautiful so, about that than what's happening. Oh, it was so like banal and sweet. And you yeah. would do like a photo shoot and they would do a write up on you. Yeah. And that's where fans got their information. Yeah. And, and the pictures was, didn't move. It was, there right. was something beautiful about the static shot. It was, uh, I don't know. It was, yeah. It's you a, must have had a lot of centerfolds in those. I, feel I, like had, all the I guys. had, I had, I was like the it guy for like a month until everyone went, oh, Ryder is way better looking than him. And then Ryder <laughs> Strong was everywhere. Oh, Ryder. So it was Ryder. Ryder was the a guy. sweet kid too. Oh, Ryder. So, yeah. Yeah. Him and Shiloh were so nice. Them. They're terrible people. Terrible, terrible, terrible people. Terrible people. Um, okay, uh, some rapid fires for you. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, before we wrap up here. Go ahead. Um, worst date ever. Go ahead. Jennifer, love you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> worst date ever. I Jennifer and I. Dated one girl who I um, who asked me out herself, which threw me, because uh, that just never happens. And then I, I went and I met her, and she was covered head to toe in cat hair. What? That was not my best date ever. How old was How long ago? 10, 12 years. She was a cat lady. Apparently, yeah. Yeah. Covered, like covered head to toe, like to a a creepy point. So does she say, so so 
It, you know, I know. It was the date itself was fine. We met here in Burbank and we we had a cup of coffee. And you went she's to like, Dimples. Did you want to do this again? I was like, ah, maybe if you I'm get fine. a lint roller. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm finding myself. I always I never dated much, so yeah. I didn't really have like horrible dates. Worst vacation ever, or worst trip ever. Worst trip ever. Um, some of the actual traveling itself isn't great when you're in the midst of a huge anxiety thing. Yeah. And at, like any anxiety thing, there's times where you spiral. And if you have a general anxiety disorder, you have times that are better than worse. Um, so there's times where it's, I have to travel somewhere. It's like, I don't have a choice, but I'm in the midst of, of not feeling great. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get some bad stuff. I don't have, I luckily knock wood again, don't have any of those like, and we were locked out of the hotel and we I don't yeah. have any of those kind of stories. Unfortunately. Damn. Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious. And this is not what we're, are, do you watch any reality TV? Uh, I watch a couple things like like well I watch almost everything cooking related but for actual crappy people reality TV the only one I watch is Jersey Shore so you're watching the new season I am okay just started, just started. <laughs> I, I watched it last this night. is the reunion yeah. family this, this vacation is, yeah. family it's vacation not nearly as good as the original stuff. Uh, so listen let's talk about it for a second because okay. I'm curious to know your thoughts okay I'm upset there's no Sammy I am too um, Why isn't Sammy on it? Because of the Ronnie situation. I would agree. She and Ronnie have had a rocky relationship. So yeah. she wouldn't come back. And well, she's now with another guy. I think that probably had something to do with oh, it. Oh, definitely. Because he more than like I said, you're not go. If yeah, you go, no then it, go, yeah. No, we're done. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay. So, and then. You wanna, by the way, I'm sorry not to interrupt, but if you want to have a fun night of getting drunk to the point where you think you're going to die. Watch uh, any episode of the original Jersey Shore and take a shot every time Sammy used the word like. You will be no, unconscious before the first I just, commercial break. I was ge- I was gearing up for the new um, reboot of it, so I I was gearing up for the new reboot of it, and um, I marathoned the old Jersey yeah, Shore. So did we. we did the oh same. Oh my thing. god, you guys are amazing! It's brilliant. Well, you have to because you, you got to yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. You gotta get back into it, right? Because they're gonna bring back you know. You got to know where everybody yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, not, so I was telling you, I work. I've worked for Sally Ann a couple times. She's is she the cool? Creator of I love Sally Ann. She's okay. a trip. She's a trip. She is like got a million shows going at once. You know, has had her. so many hits. That's great. She's we should just, get her on here. I would love to. Apparently, have her on. Jersey Shore was doing okay until Snooki got punched in the face, and then it became the biggest thing like on TV. Well, yeah, oh, the, yeah. That, that first yeah. season where the guy, where that guy, who ended up oh, getting fired, yeah. like they fired him from his job. And then he, I just read an article about this guy. I've been Googling like all the old stuff. <laughs> and I guess his like father came out going, he's suffered enough. It's like you literally drunkenly punched a woman in the face at a bar. Yeah. You kind of. On there TV. isn't enough On you can, TV. that can happen. And you had to sign a release form. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know what I mean? That's where I was like, dude, you signed yeah. a release form. Yeah. But that was the episode, apparently, that made Jersey Shore Jersey Shore. What was that one? Oh, they so, jumped the shark for me when they went to Italy. Yeah, Italy was a little much. Well, it was also they uh, they didn't have to go to Italy because apparently Italy didn't really want them there. So there weren't that many places they could film. So they always went to the same restaurant, the same club, and they were at their apartment because those were the three places Italy was like, you can come there and nowhere else. Yeah, it's weird because they're all in relationships. So it's not they're, they're not going to have grenades. And, right, you know, right, like, right, you know, right. That's the best part. Right. Yeah. So it's Horrible like the there's no like Horrible. competing for the like the smush so room. Much. Yeah, right. The you know, because room. I'm like, so I'm like, what are we going to do? And I'm sorry. And I love her to death because I, I actually met Snooki and JWoww. Uh, look a couple years people. Jay Wow's work, it's like... They both look like they're different human beings. Snooki, not as much. Oh, come on. Not as much. Oh, I, they look like... Hall but Jay Wow, I was like, whoa. 
Yeah, they're you all. You were like, wow. I was it's like, Jay, crazy. wow. <laughs> I, now, I have, a, I have a quick question because I am not a woman. Um, when, no, you should not punch it, a woman in the face. No, well, duh. <laughs> but when, so these guys treat these women horribly calling them hippopotamuses their landmines their grenades right mike is always going hey if you don't want to do anything get out of the house i'm not even gonna call you cab like they treat right. them terribly when is it the women's fault who still want to come back and hook up with these guys oh they've obviously seen the show so it's like when do you blame the women going why the hell would you put yourself in this situation with these men i think it's 100 you have to know what you're getting into there's no person that's going into that house that doesn't see a camera and doesn't know who the situation is. Exactly. Give me okay. a break. Okay. You know what you're getting into. You he had really like bad that? work That's too. You think he's going to prison? Yes. I think so too. Yeah. He's Teresa judicing it. Yeah. There's oh, going to be really? a or a Judi- or a Judi- Judi- Judici. No. <laughs> That's why she was. She's one of the Real Housewives. Right? Yes, Jersey. That's my wife likes that. I can't be in the room. I watch every. Yeah. Throw I watch every the season. Screen. You're like Brandon. It is absolutely the quintessential filming of the decay of modern society. It's Brandon the is best like, thing why ever. Why do they keep yelling at each? Are they still fighting about? I this? I want to do something, and I swear you guys should do this because you do stuff like this all the time. I think you could do it on the podcast. I think it would be great. I think if you took a transcript of a conversation <laughs> between the Real Housewives and then took a transcript of a conversation between two, two, two 12-year-olds, no one would be able to tell the difference. I think you're right. Oh my uh, God, listen, that'd be hilarious. It's horrifying. I just saw the premiere of New York. Don't tell me I haven't watched it yet. I'm savoring it's it. It's going to be so good. I love it, but I hate it. And Shoot I love that heroin. I hate it. And it's, Potomac. It's less bad for you. And Potomac is show. really great too. Ugh. I yeah. know, I'm the worst. Watch, I, the reality shows for what me. What do you mean watch Smash? Mash. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, Mash is the greatest sitcom in the history I, of TV. Listen, I love Mash, yeah. but I loved Mash. Like, yeah. I don't need to revisit Mash. But you do you revisit the Housewives where you rewatch episodes with these horrible uh, so, human beings? Sometimes, sometimes. No. But I'll, like, I'll, I can sit through Seinfeld all the time. Yeah, I can sit through Friends. Yeah, I don't mind a mod here and there. Yeah, great. <laughs> a Golden okay. Girls. A go- I can nice sit through Golden Girls all the time. Yeah. Like sure. that kind of writing makes me wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. Fly on the wall. There's a reason why a fly on the wall is a fly on the wall. I love, I know that you guys think that the real housewives are scripted and set up. Oh, and, I don't think they're scripted. And, I just and think to awful. an extent they are in the sense, but it is so refreshing to see this organic comedy happening without having, you know what I mean? With between women who are supposed to be of a higher, like that. See, that's my problem is the Jersey shore gang. Cause everyone then goes, you watch the Jersey shore. Nobody in the Jersey Shore pretended to be anything but the crappy people they are. From yeah, the that's Shore. it. This is that's it. what they do. The people, the real housewives think they're classy and upscale people. Right. Like, no, I right. matter to society. These are awful, broken human beings. Yeah, it's great. That, it's human yeah. cockfighting. It's literally human cockfighting. Yeah. It's great. Throw them into a room and you see what happens. But they have money, so they're just eccentric. No, they're awful people. They just have more hair and makeup. Yeah. just to, they, my, my wife just showed me an article not too long ago where one of them said she spends like $40,000 a month on hair and makeup. Oh, that's Erica that's Jane. That's got to be Erica Jane. Forty that, that, that's, that's so horrifically disturbing when you think of the problems oh, we yeah. have in this country that this woman is spending $40,000 a month You know who on she's married makeup. to, right? I do not. Whoever he is, he's a sucker. It's okay, so you know the lawyer. You know the lawyer that uh, defended um, Aaron Brockovich. Aaron. No, he didn't defend, but he. I mean, he, he was the lawyer, basically one of the lawyers in that huge case that was the documented. Guy, not the, the guy movie. who they, who what's his name played in the movie. No, yeah. not I, I don't believe. Yes, him. yes, one of the lawyers. I don't think he's he, the main guy. 
Okay. Albert Brooks. Who's the Albert Brooks? <laughs> Albert Brooks. <laughs> yeah, Albert fin- Finney. Th- yes, Albert Finney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played the lawyer alongside Julia Roberts. Hold I don't on. know if he actually played that guy. Let me, let me look it up. Because- it's still it's that's and again maybe they're truly in love. I am no one to bash anyone's relationship if that's everyone's got to walk a different path. But you're a to, to quote Jersey Shore, you're a sucker, bro. You're a sucker <laughs> if she is spending $40,000 a month on hair and makeup. I think now she's probably making some money. Because well, she, great, you know, oh that's a lot. Of, that yeah, I, a can't, lot of money. I can't with that. I literally want to take off my boot and beat myself unconscious <laughs> with it every time that show is But on. have you seen her contours? His name I is can't. Thomas Girardi. Okay. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> what we love, we, we, we love, love, love is like Top Chef. We're big fans of Top Chef. Yeah. I love. Uh, Deadliest um, Catch. Great I show. I love MasterChef Juniors. Master, we're not junior guys. The Juniors is, is so great. fun. Do you watch Deadliest Catch? Deadliest Catch is to them. be arguably the best reality show that's ever been no. made. It's phenomenal. Uh, but I do like Kitchen Nightmares. Kitchen Nightmares is great. And I like Bar Rescue. Did you ever see- I love I like Bar, Bar Rescue. Rescue too. Did you ever see the- um, Oh, and the one we just found, talk about the worst show on television. I literally just tweeted about it. And they f- responded to me and followed me back. <laughs> Judge Lauren Lake's Paternity Court. Oh, it's great. Oh, oh my God. It's this. literally just people going, he ain't my baby's daddy. Right. It's, so, it's, it's Maury Povich, it but is. in court. And then okay. just opening the envelope going, you are the dad. It was like, no. I'm never going to watch this. And then yeah. Sue and I are going, is there another one on right now? Yeah, I oh, watch I watch uh, old, I, I, these are the things I have T-Vote. Okay. Right? Or DVR. T-Vote, I was going to say. Whatever, I know. TVR, whatever. I have Judge Judy. Great show. I have awesome. People's Court. I have um, Cheaters. Remember I'm Cheaters? So judging wow. right now. Remember Cheaters from the eighties? Of course. Well, it's not. They're not redoing them. They're just old episodes that I. <laughs> oh my like, god! And it comes on at like three in the morning. I have a DVR. What about so cops? You still do? Cops? I stopped doing. I have a DVR, but I don't watch them. I end up erasing all of them because I've already seen most of them. Cops and, are great. And I tried yeah. watching that live PD show. It's not as good. It's dumb. No, it's not. But you good. know what's amazing? And if you haven't watched it yet, you should. I don't know if you like crime stuff. So I do. Marsha Clark investigates. Yes, Marsha Clark investigates. You the guys, last 40, really? Last I like the hours. first forty-eight. Is it like that? Yeah, it's great. so much better. Really. It's she goes so, back into the Casey Anthony Casey story. Casey Anthony, uh, Lacey Peterson. They not basically, Lacey Peterson, um, did you um, see the whole Scott Peterson? Scott thing? Peterson. Yeah. Where now people are saying there's a chance he didn't do it? Well, you see that because of the, the robbery that took place across the street and there were like. I haven't watched that episode yet, but and, I'm sure she's going to well, no, get wasn't into they, it. It was like they just did this whole, it was like an eight night event about the, uh, the Scott Peterson trial. And oh my God, people no. were saying like, had he actually been tried like two years later in a different place, he never would have been convicted. There are so many people that were just out to get him that no matter what happened. And it, the whole thing started where my wife and I were like, okay, obviously the dude did it. And this is ridiculous. And the whole thing starts with a woman going, essentially everything you know about the case is wrong. So which one is the Peterson case? It's, uh, That's Modesto with Lacey no, Peterson. No, I'm not talking about Lacey Peterson. What's the other Peterson guy? Scott oh, Peterson? Oh, no. Oh. Uh, uh, um, the cop who killed yes. two of his wives. Yeah, yeah so she did that. Drew, Drew, Drew Peterson. Peterson. Drew Peterson. Yeah, so I'm watching that. That one. dude did it. I'm watching that right now. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, this, this show it's is amazing. It's so good. There's you so many okay. things that did not get put into that first Casey Anthony trial, either because of the prosecution's uh, bungling of the evidence and they were, it wasn't entered in time. Still, though, they found the 12 people on the planet that did not convict that girl of killing I, her kid and then going unbelievable. Can I Can I tell you something? I watched that show. I mean, I watched that trial Every single day, I had the app yeah. on my phone. Oh my god! So I can get the live There's feed. There's a Casey Anthony. App. They had a Casey Anthony That's app. Horrifying. I was obsessed, obsessed, Ugh. obsessed with that Ugh. whole thing. Yeah, because of 
My, sure. ro- my roots of Orlando. Sure. <laughs> I had to go. Do you think there. she did it? Yes. 100%. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Oh my God. The best thing that Florida could have ever done was put those cameras in the jails where they could see their phone calls and stuff. It's like, oh. and really publicly. All she really wanted to do, well, them. for 30 days, she doesn't report her child missing. Yeah. yeah. Zanny the nanny. Are you kidding me? But there's something so horrible about, again, we, this is the perfect example of what's wrong with our society right now. We literally just rolled the death of a child and the murder trial of this girl who was obviously unstable, who murdered her kid into the same exact conversation as Real Housewives and everything because it's just become reality TV. Yeah, I know. And that's horrifying when you're dealing with something like, again, I was raised by two lawyers. When you're dealing with something like the criminal justice system and it just becomes television, there's something really awful about it. You know what would be a great con is ex-con con. con. Oh my God. Would you go to that? Uh, no, I don't think I would. <laughs> no. uh, you know, when we first started shooting Boy Meets World, just very quickly to bring it back to That's Tarantino good. Circle, <laughs> we first, before Boy Meets World hit the air and we actually had fans, the first bunch of episodes we did were actually filmed and they'd bring in convicts. And that was like our audience were cons. Stop it. Swear to God. So like- That sounds a little weird for a and hollering show. at like 12-year-old Danielle for oh. two or three episodes. And it was like, let's not do this anymore. So what? we literally had- Why had they couldn't convicts. get an audience? Yeah, they can't go to the Third Street Promenade <laughs> and round some people <laughs> had, up? Had convicts. Yeah. So that was uh, that was to bring it back. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Pretty horrifying. Oh my I God. think an ex-con con would be kind of cool. I don't think it would. You're, you'd be the only one. Yeah. I don't want to go. Well, you're, the one that I went to with you is pretty much like okay. that. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, Will, thanks so much for meeing on the podcast. Oh my God, are you kidding? This has been great. So you just joined Instagram. I did this like is six, very days exciting. Ago. six days ago. Six days ago. How many followers? Uh, I'm, I'm over 52,000 now in six days. Holy Can you believe shit. That? Yeah. I Why can't you get us that? I'm not that popular. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it came, I've took off, like I, I had like 1200 followers the day I, I joined and I took off in a plane and Danielle, while I was on the plane, like Instagram, you got to follow Will. And by the time I landed, I had 30,000 followers. All right. Well, we yeah. got to make sure that Danielle does that for us. Okay. She will. I mean, you She's know, it's a, uh, there, they have a, he has a lot of fans clearly. Well, you're going to. And now that people know he's too. on. I'm going to what? No. Yeah. I have no intention of posting yeah, for him. Well. <laughs> Of course. But I, I'm still first, learning. I'm learning how to do it. Yeah. His first post is amazing. It. I don't understand it. Yeah, I'm still learning. My first post was pretty great. You're like, uh, I think I'm getting the I think I'm getting the rules, right? Here's a picture of my food. Here's my dog. And here's an inspirational quote. It this is what all, you do, right? All in one picture. Yeah. I had everything. Yeah. I thought that was kind of neat. Um, did you know when I started Instagram, I didn't realize that it was a public forum? What, so I thought it was just a cool, was? to just to like a cool way to take pictures with cool filters and like save them. So you didn't so what realize you were like actually sending this out to the stuff? world. That's correct. Ooh, friends. that could have been real bad. I know. Quick. I did not. I did not put anything out. I wasn't. I didn't do anything salacious. <laughs> but I was taking pictures of like like Hawaii and the mountains and like a, a leaf and like. But no, no captions. Right, right, right. You can still see them. It's like the very first post, and there's like twenty of them. Awesome. And I just didn't know what I was. Well, doing. I talked to Christy about it, who's like Instagram professional. Yes, she, she is and a her professional. Husband, like know what they're doing. I'm not that? a professional. Christy, who's Christy? Christy, Christy Carlson. Carlson. Oh. But she has a blog and she has a thing. Like that's yeah. her whole yeah. thing. I don't. I, I don't know any of that. I don't have enough. I like Twitter because I love trying to be pithy. That's yes. my favorite is Mastering Piss. Yes. I always think to myself, how amazing would, uh, you know, like uh, Abraham Lincoln or um, Mark Twain be on Twitter? So that's kind of like th- what I like to do. But, oh, it, that's where Twitter Are you kidding? Mark Twain on Twitter would be insane. You it think would. Mark Twain would tweet? 
I think he would. I do. A twain tweet. A twain tweet. tweet. He would. He would twaint. <laughs> Uh, cause he's awesome. So yeah, he would. All right. Well tell us where we can find you on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I'm at Will Friedel on Twitter. Spell and, it. Uh, at sign <laughs> W I L L F R I E D L E. And then at official Will Friedel on Instagram. Why someone else had it? Someone, a bunch of people had a bunch of different Will Friedel things. And I just got my check mark. So I was very happy. Oh, good. I got, I got checked yesterday. Now you're verified. So, so that's you're a real a person. But, uh, yeah. So come join me. And then uh, if you want to have a ton of fun, uh, come watch my show, which we did not talk about Painters Guild on Alpha. Oh, right. Which is a ton of fun. So okay. Tell it? us about that really Painters quick. Painters Guild is the, my, you talk about nerddom, your head's going to explode with nerddom. I literally host a show on Alpha where I am. What's about. Alpha? Alpha is a, uh, uh, <laughs> Like a pay platform. It's like, oh. it's created by Geek and Sundry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who does Critical Role and Table oh, okay. Will Wheaton and a whole bunch. It started by Will Wheaton and Felicia Day. Felicia oh. Day. So it was awesome. So wait, where do you shoot it? Like, where do you shoot it? Right here in Burbank. There's this big Geek and Sundry studio right here. I have a beautiful set and I'm, I have professional painters come in and they teach me how to paint minis. Minis of what? Like mini, like miniature figures that you use in tabletop games. It, yes. That's, it's a, that's the show? That's the show. And it's, become hugely popular. There are crystal brush awards around the country where it's literally huge award shows based just on painting minis. You're and you'll get a lot of professional painters come in that paint two millimeter minis that are they're the tiniest little things that are perfectly detailed. So we were, uh, we've just finished up season two. Oh my God. You're blowing How many his mind right now. 13. Holy shit. 12, 13. With the last one finished with not only are we, we learning how to do what's called kit bashing, which is a ton of fun. Uh, which is where you take different different pieces from different minis and you you put them together to make one mini. But also, uh, we took an awesome uh, trip to. Uh, he's laughing. It's true. We took no. We took an uh, an awesome trip thing. to. So confused. Awesome. You should watch it. A trip to stupid How buddies. How can we not get a show? And he's gonna fucking hit show on about minis. It's awesome. Minis. It's because it's, it's nerdy. So wait, man. is it just you that's it's, being taught? Yeah, I sit there and professionals come in and we've got little cameras and I'm learning how to paint and do all that stuff. It all started because I tweeted a picture of a mini for my first home D&D game that was so horrifically bad that Marisha Ray, who's on Critical Role and is one of the, the creative directors of Geek and Sundry, called me and said, can we do a show where we teach you how to do this right? And I went, yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, yeah, the last one ended, we had an interview with Seth Green and Stupid Buddy. Everybody over there uh, you know, came on and, and it's been a ton of fun. Oh my God, I love it. Do you it. make money on this show? I do. Not, not, a, not a lot, but it's, but it's, still, it's just it's, fun. I do it because it's fun and I'm, I get to We got to get it on the alpha. I, okay, I don't know that you're nerdy enough for it. No, you just you're said you're not enough. nerdy. And you've made fun of nerds too many times this time. Yeah. yeah. Can maybe we do a show where they teach me how to be a nerd? Maybe. 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 That's but the hashtag, we're, we're, we're Bob Rossing it. So the hashtag on Twitter, if you send in your pictures, is happy little minis. I love that. So it's, uh, we're, <laughs> we're too, and there's people are sending them in from all over the world. They're really amazing. Do you have like awesome. a mini like room? In my mean, own home, no. I have a little <laughs> section where I want to paint, but the set is phenomenal. Where I we paint. bet. But it's, what do you do with all the minis? We what depends on what, we, like the ones we do on the show. Yeah, we take amazingly close up pictures of them. And but what do you do with them? Are they you, you play, them you right play with them? Yeah. Oh, are they, when, when are they think, not displayed or anything in like a glass case somewhere in your? They are geek and sundry, but the uh, but the minis that you play these are all minis that you play with for characters. Oh, yeah. At least it's functional. I can promise you. <laughs> You would play one episode, one game of Dungeons and Dragons, and you would call somebody going, "When are we playing again?" I promise. You. All right, well, let's set that up. Yeah, you'd love it. I you play, would love I it. I play four houses down the street. Literally, play four houses <laughs> down the street. You know who we play with? I, it's Steve Bloom, Mary McGlynn, uh, uh, Shiloh Strong, the rapper Logic. 
Brian Foster. Uh, we're all in one game. It's the greatest thing in the world. We're having like poker. Well, this is the new poker, yeah, my friend. Poker, uh, this is the I've new poker. I'm a fan of poker. I never understood. Also, it's like you, you're televising poker, really? It's really good. It. But I also never got televising ce- celebrities dancing. I never got that. Well, I never got televising painting minis. Well, you I- but you haven't watched. <laughs> so you haven't watched. I, did, you, did you like Bob Ross? Uh, what? Bob Ross? The painter. With the big hair? The oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had that PBS yeah, kind of show. Yeah, it's like relaxing. And Very yeah, yeah. And he did like landscapes. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's all that Painter's Guild is. It's relaxing and zen, and we're painting little minis. It's very, very nice. I love it. How long is an episode? Like 20, 20 minutes, 22 minutes. And are you talking about other things besides minis? Well, we're joking around as we're doing it, but it's it's all about the different painting techniques. So tell us where we find it, Alpha. It's on Alpha. It's, it's go to projectalpha.com. It's like four bucks a month. There's some great shows on there, and uh, yeah, people are loving it. That's so cool. Yeah, I want it. I um, want to. I want to learn how to paint a mini. Thank you. I'm a professional nerd, and I'm telling you, for somebody with anxiety, there is nothing more zen than sitting there and painting a mini. I don't have the patience. Well, oh, d- God. if you are, if you are dealing with anxiety, though, one thing you should do if you don't have the patience: the g- single greatest thing I ever did in my life: buy yourself a box of crayons and a coloring book. It will change. Oh, I've life. got one for you. I don't have the patience. You don't have yes. the patience. You just sit there, and I'm the con- smell of the crayon brings you right back to childhood. You relax almost instantly. I have a, I have a box for you. You'll it has it. it's a it's a um coloring book of Hollywood Darlings. It has my face. I on have it. it. <gasps> I have it. Yeah, How do why I are not you using have that? it? I have it already. I'll give you one. All right. I'm I have it. <laughs> you see, I have no, it. Color. Can we come visit your studio? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I would love to do I that. I gotta meet the nerd people. You should. They're the greatest people. Uh, and really, we should pitch. We should pitch the show. Teach me to be a nerd. It's it's the greatest thing. You shouldn't have to know to be a nerd. It's just be inside of you. He just doesn't. He's never been in. He's never. He's never dipped his toes in. Yeah. He's never been to the cons. Yeah. He's never done the RPG con. table games. Right. He just doesn't video get it. Like I mean, I, I don't ha- play video games, so that's not. I my mean, thing. I, I I I play on my phone. I play Angry Angry Birds. I play poker on my phone, and I play Words with Friends. So no. Okay, right. yeah, Comic you're like books, a sixty year old woman. Fantasy novels, no. anything, no. nothing nerddom. Did no. you ever have anything nerddom growing up? No, nothing. You were in show choir. That's pretty nerdy. Yeah, I was yeah, in show choir and stuff, but that's normal. I feel like you could that's be a closet normal. nerd and just not know it, huh? I feel like you could be a closet nerd and just not you. You know a lot of musical theater, and you also have sang in like jazz bands. That's like kind of nerdy too. Kind of, but it's a different type. But of it's nerd. music. Yeah. yeah, it's a different type of nerdy. All right, we'll figure it out. All well, right. Will, thank you again. Thank you. <laughs> uh, give me those tags again because I don't want people to miss out. At Will Fordell. At Will Fordell on Twitter and at official Will Fordell on Instagram. And you can check out Will's episode of Hollywood Darlings. It just aired, but make sure you go to pop or pop.com or YouTube Red or Hulu or Amazon Prime, all those places. And you can download his episode. He's in the very first episode and you're going to see a lot of fun 90s throwbacks and you're just wonderful on it. So thanks again Thank for you. doing it. I appreciate that. And thanks for being on the show. Paint a mini and send a picture to Will. Yeah. People yeah. do all the time. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on all social at Yo Lakin. You can find me at Alec Led. Don't ask. I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, and, and you can follow Worst Ever at Worst Ever Podcast and Worst Ever PC on Twitter. And email us at Worst Ever Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, we have a live show coming up April 29th. 7.30. 7.30 p.m. Gary Marshall Theater with the lovely Danielle Fischel. And you can get tickets at GaryMarshallTheater.org. She's lovely. She's the worst. We'll see. Come and check it out. Find out for yourself. <laughs> and then go get a Bob's Big Boy after. Woo-hoo! And then paint, and then paint a mini. Original Bob. <laughs> Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. 